Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Home to all the jaw-dropping moments. Home to all the best plays in the league. Home to your favorite players from the cities you love. MLB.tv is the home of streaming baseball. Home or away, catch all the MLB action this season with live and on-demand content across all your devices. Enjoy MLB Big Inning, select pregame and postgame coverage, and an expanded library of highlights and content. Never miss a moment of the action with MLB.tv. Stream every game from every team all season long with MLB.tv. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Were you familiar with, with the term? I was because, you know, I thought of Karen Garrigi in a media yeah. and I talked to Karen a number of times at the Boston Herald, you know. And, and when, by the way, when is this? When was this? This was last. You don't remember well, the last the time Super Bowl. you were, You don't remember the last time you were on EI, but I would imagine you remember what the date. Yeah, of this. sure. I actually don't remember the date. Like I don't remember the date of like. But you that, were. You were. I was at the Super Bowl when I first had symptoms, and I thought I had the flu. The Super Bowl in Atlanta. In Atlanta, Atlanta. really? In Atlanta. Because I thought I had the flu. I thought I had an ulcer. I wasn't feeling great. But as it turned out, the lymph nodes in my body were pushing on my stomach, pushing on my aorta, pushing on my spleen. So uh, what happened was, and I was doing a lot of CrossFit, there was a blue vein that popped up in my chest. And I thought, oh, my God, man, I popped a vein. I'm like a house. (laughs) And my doctor said, uh, you know, he was like, um... Yeah, yeah, no, that's basically because of the because of your inflamed lymph nodes. That's redirecting the blood up around your chest so it gets to the heart, oh. which what, what? was amazing. Yeah. You know, to go from thinking you reach full muscle capacity I, to, I totally did. to cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my buddy Dan at Brigham and Women's, who's a great guy, he did the biopsy and stuff, and... Um, uh, so, anyways, I, you know, I, I never, I never doubted that I would be okay. You, you came, never from, doubted. So I went to dinner with you at the Super Bowl. I did. Yeah, we did go to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we just did. you and I, very intimate dinner. Yes. And, yeah. Well, let's not go crazy, dude. Yeah, it was just the two of us. Yeah, it's a nice well, place. I picked I mean, out. It was two of us, so it was an intimate yeah, dinner. NBC Sports. We rolled a little higher than Intercom. Uh, did you pay? Yes, you did. Yes. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I remember going to dinner with you. So now looking back at that, you were right in the middle on the on the precipice of um, a life altering. Um, well, yeah. I thing. mean, who knew? I well, you seemed fine when I went to dinner with you. Yeah, I mean, I was fine. But you know, looking back on it, you know, I had a couple of nights where I woke up and my when I my 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 stomach, I felt something going on with my stomach. I thought I was going to throw up, and I didn't throw up, and I got the night sweats. And then when I, I got back, I said, I'm going to call my doctor because I thought I had an ulcer because I just, my dad had you, ulcers and I have no idea if they're hereditary. You don't think of cancer, mm. you know, because it was my stomach. Like my stomach just felt like crap. So, um, and it was after I would eat things. So, I, and then that Saturday night, so was it, I don't know, was that, fe- I, I don't remember the date. Did you Mid-February? stay for the Super Bowl? I did, well, no, I didn't. I flew back on that Friday, okay. which was awesome, because there was nobody going that way. Everybody was coming the yeah, other way. Yeah, of course, more um, for the game. But yeah, no, I'd go home and watch it. Yeah. Now, I mean, you, you, you stay there for like and a week. And that week, you get diagnosed. And then, well, no, I think it was probably a couple of weeks later, because I had made an appointment, and I was fine. I mean, I was fine. The symptoms weren't that prevalent. But anyways, I passed out in my bathroom at home and when i and my wife called the you know the the ambulance and you know i got the whole fire department there and five firemen are in my bathroom and i'm like embarrassed and you know and i i came to and i said i'm fine i'm fine it's just an ulcer you know it's just something's you know not right 
and they well, we're taking you to the hospital. And then um, they did an ultrasound, uh, not an ultrasound, they did a CAT scan, and then they said, here's the deal. And that Monday, I was in Dana-Farber with Dr. Eric Jacobson. And What's that and feeling like when you, when you get to that point, when you get diagnosed? See, I just, I was all in on task. I was like, this is what we have to do. You know, the one thing that I will say is I said to myself, I have enough. You know, because in life we always want more. I mean, I want to sell a screenplay. I would like to be in more movies. I would like to do other things than what I'm doing now. By the way, we should note. This Knives is, out. Well, the, the, the real reason. You think you're doing this out of the kindness of your heart because it, you miss Pod's giving. The fact of the matter is I had to go through like three levels of PR people for Knives Out. As a pro- This is part of oh, the sure. promotional yeah. oh, tour. promotional tour. Yeah, yeah is, me, Chris this, Evans, this, this is like Craig. Not, this is like Notting Hill, I had to say. Yes. I'm from uh, Fox and Hound <laughs> or, or, or Horse from and Fox Hound. And Horse and Hound. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so no, so, so – but – um. I, you know, that's the one thing is, and I still want to do those things, and I still, I love my job, but I want to do other things. I've always loved writing screenplays. It's very therapeutic for me. Um, and, but, you know, when you're, in, you, you know, you look around the room and you're like, you know, you, you, I mean, you look at, this is cliche, but it's true. You look at your family mm-hmm. and you just say, you know, I'm still, you know, if it doesn't happen, I have enough. You know, that's kind of what I came out of it. But, um, I, f- I just never felt like I was going to die. I just never, f- I always felt like they were going to get this. And maybe that was just my own defense mechanism. Mm. Um, well, what, I mean, for a while, I didn't even want to say it. I mean, I would just Well, say, that's my question. So when yeah. did you make the, I remember when you put out the tweet, I think it was, when did you say, okay, now it's time to make this public? Well, <clears throat> I had... I think my first chemo was like the first week of March because one of the things that told me I wasn't in grave danger is when I, when I met with the doctors at Dana-Farber and at the Brigham's, you know, they did two biopsies to make sure that they got the diagnosis right. So, um, you know, Dan Wiener did the biopsy. He's a thoracic surgeon at, at Brigham and Women's, and he, you know, took care of that. Then they wanted they did a second one just to make sure they had everything. And then... Uh, you know, Eric Jacobson was like, yeah, you know, we can start in two or three weeks. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you don't have to. So it wasn't like you're in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that kind of told me I was in good shape because I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to talk about this a lot because there are people that have so gone you, through much. You, you've broken your silence today. Well, it's because of you. I, I mean, know. really, <clears throat> I, mean, I wouldn't do, you know, like, like I've had, I mean, you know, I've had other offers and publications and stuff to talk in detail about it. And there are people that have gone through much more difficult times than I did. I mean, mm. I, 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 like somebody said to me, like, oh, it's, you're very courageous. Like, I'm not really courageous. It's like I don't have a choice. No, but you so, but, there, but there are people. But I mean, Rob, there are people that get diagnosed with cancer, you know, that don't have a chance. But I think, Gary, you know, if, I got lucky. So if, I don't I, like if, I, one of the things about this is I never really wanted anybody's sympathy. That's the big thing you go mm. through is like, don't feel sorry for me. Mm. They could fix this. Save your sympathy for people where they don't have an answer. The lesson here, Gary, is that, you know, when you're sick at the Super Bowl and you say, and even when you're being hauled out on a stretcher, you're saying, I have an ulcer. Like the lesson, what you can pass on to people is say, hey, be careful. It can be something else and you better get treated for this stuff. Well, you should. And I mean, the one thing I, I, like I said, I did have an appointment. I passed out on that Saturday, and the next, like, Wednesday, I was supposed to see my doctor. So if I didn't pass out, they would have found out on Wednesday. Oh, okay. So, so I, didn't, so I, I probably process. didn't get that in. But Scratch the, that. But the problem is, is like, as I said to, to Eric, my doctor, I was like, yeah, you know, I got some I, – I, I was swallowing a lot. I got some dry mouth, you know. Felt like I had something stuck in my throat, and my stomach was bothering. He goes, yeah, those are symptoms. I go, but you don't think cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should go see your doctor if you don't feel well. You should go see a doctor, but that's lesson. Yeah, yeah, lesson number one. But also, when it came to my blood work, like my my blood work wasn't that off. Mm. Like the the emergency room doc even said, like you know, if it was just your blood count, I wouldn't have suspected anything. I would have just sent you home. So I kind of needed to pass out, to be honest with you. Mm. For them, so to, that's the lesson. Pass out. Pass out. Pass out before you go. Yeah, you did anyone, out. when you're being wheeled around the hospital, here's an interesting question. Oh, yes, it did. It happens. Did, did, well, here's the thing. Did they recognize you? Yes. Or did they hear your voice? The voice happens a lot. 
more often than not, I get recognized by my voice. Okay. That 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 happens a ton. They say they say. That's right. I remember that voice. Right. That happens a lot. And um, by the way, to this day and forever, your lasting legacy will be the best answering machine voicemail of all time. Whose was that? I did. No, I did yours. For- like when you call your phone and you don't oh. get you. It's like I've done it for some other people. Too. I know. Well, you do it for yourself. This is Gary Tangway. <laughs> it's like yeah, this. I'm, just, I'm just talking. You I know. I mean, come on, come on. I'm just talking. Nah, it's, it's, you put on your you put on your uh, Celtics commercial voice for for your your answer machine. I got the one time I was being wheeled. My announcer voice is yeah, that what oh, you're your saying? Celtics commercial voice. Oh, the Celtics. Yeah, you this know, bu- you do, Boston yeah. Celtics basketball on Comcast Sportsnet is. Oh, excuse me, NBC Sports Boston is brought to you by the Brad. I only had show. that. Believe it or not, I only had to happen once. I was being wheeled in on for a CAT scan. <laughs> and they, somebody recognized like, yeah, you. Know, uh, yeah, it's like I thought you sounded familiar. Well, we um, so I'm in there to get a biopsy. My wife Randy's there and. Then a woman, a woman, one of the nurses, like comes around the corner. Just, it's not so much when you're in this business that people go, "Oh, they're they're not starstruck." It's just if you're in sports, they want to talk sports. You know, they don't. It's not yeah, like well, they, they go like, "Oh I my just god." Wrote, I just led a column this way, which is like this time of year. I hate going to Christmas parties. You oh, because they got to talk you. Because they ask about Mookie Betts' contract, right? right. And everyone's well-meaning. It's fine. Like, yeah, but you get tired of it. It's man. like oh. the, the first lesson of that was Daisuke Matsuzaka back in 2007. I did yeah. not want to talk about. Yeah, that yeah, anymore. yeah. Anyway, but they want to talk but, sports. But, but yeah, she's hey, so Gary, in there. What do you think about the Celtics? She's like, oh my god, she's going on for like five yeah. minutes, and this was like in the, ap- this was after the biopsy. After the biopsy, and we, she's just going on, and my wife is like, I'm going to punch her if she doesn't like get out of here, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, there's that, which is, is fine. But I get tired of talking about it, too. I mean, sometimes, like, even out here in the office, people will say, you know, what's your take? I go, look, talk. When the red light goes on, I'll tell you what I think. You much rather talk about how many, you, you know, you what, know what you much rather talk about. Movies? Movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sports he, is my job. Is, yeah. I don't know what else. Like, is there anything else you want to say about the, the cancer stuff? No, no, it's just that I mean, you, you, feel after, good, you feel good now. I feel great. I mean, after three chemos. Chemo sucks. It does, but it's better than the alternative. Yes. After three chemos, um, the doctor said, you're in remission. Mm. So he said, you're good. And, and I had three more chemo sessions. The nurses are wonderful at Dana-Farber. Just if you can, if you're, if you're, if you can donate... It just—it's the place. If you can give some money to Dana Farber, right, they, give me amazing. the link. We'll put attach okay. to the podcast. Do me what? Give me the link and I'll attach it to the podcast so people can donate. With Dana Farber? Yeah. Well, do, 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 just get it's it out. Why do I need to give it? Yeah, it's right there. I mean, you work at EEI. You guys do the thing with them. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, give to the Jimmy Fund. Yes. Uh, your hair looks fantastic. Thank you. Way. It's darker than it was before. Is it really? Is it really? I do not dye wow. my hair, and it pisses man, people off. Man, like talk I'm, about the big payoff from all this. Oh yeah, get cancer so your get hair looks better. Get cancer so your hair looks better. I did do a film role with my head shaved. You did? Yeah, it's coming out in the spring. Who's in it? It's uh, I do. I'm doing a scene with Rosamund Pike. This is where I sound like I'm on the junket. Yes. Oh, uh, believe me, we're going to get to this. All right. Ro- Rosamund Pike, and it's called I Care a Lot. It's directed by Jay Blakeson, um, and uh, it looks like a great movie. The script is great. It's really, it's 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 kind of edgy. Um, who cares? Yeah, you don't care <laughs> about the script. You no, don't care about the I plot. Can't, I, can't. I mean, the plot is about. I don't care. Healthcare. I don't. I don't. That's not how you make me feel bad. But I, I care about the movie that just came out. Oh, I'm, Knives Out. Yeah, so I'm sitting in. So the first question. It's I tough when I have so many of them, Rob. I, <laughs> I, did, I did. It was fun doing the IMDb page for the kids. I'm going to say that. Uh, You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. A lot of street cred in my house. You know, my son Riley, who's in the movie and TV. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a great kid. Yeah, he's great so kid. He's, uh, he, great he kid. was. Um, I feel like, you know, you guys are going to work together one day. Yeah, I'll probably be working for him. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah, um, of course. But um, <laughs> but have you ever been? Has anyone ever said people recognize you for the TV and the radio and whatever? Right. You ever been recognized? Say, hey, that's the guy from Chappaquiddick. No, or, whatever. Not, not Chappaquiddick, but any movie at all. Yeah, no. What people say is, you look familiar. No, what people say is, you're the sports guy that was in Chappaquiddick. 
Like, no one ever recognizes me just for the movie. Yeah. Right? No, they'll say, they say that they'll guy. Say, oh, that's Tangway. Hey, Tangway, I saw you were in Chapter which did you? Which do you feel you got m- more recognized for, Chappaquiddick or Knives Out? Well, so Knives far? Out because it's such a big movie. Chappaquiddick's a terrific Chappaquiddick movie. Chappaquiddick was a big movie. Yeah, but Knives Out's done $70 million over the first weekend. But Chappaquiddick was... If I go to London... I can't. I need security. Are you going? <laughs> no, I'm you just should. kidding. No. You should. I mean, Chappaquiddick, John Kearns, the director, he did an awesome job with it. But I think that Chappaquiddick is also a movie that was generated more interest regionally. But here's the thing for you in Chappaquiddick was you didn't know. You could hear your voice. And now, obviously, voice, was, right. the director, John, said to me, he goes, you're the verse, first voice right. in the movie. And you can hear your voice, and yeah. it's not until you get out of the chair, really, that you're like, oh, hey. That's Tangway. That's Tangway. Yeah. Um, but in this case, like, what's you, and I know you've put the stopwatch on Knives Out. How long? How long oh, it's is like your, six seconds. It's not is that it? Yeah. yeah, it's like six, seven Really? Seconds. That's it? I think so. I mean, it's like, you, you know, it's the typical, it was like in Bleed for this. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's called the Lauren Sanchez role. Is that what it's called? Yes, that's <laughs> what I call it. Yes, I mean, you know, I'm on TV. And the mother of the main character is watching me on TV. At least there was a big screen TV. Can you give me the line? I can't remember. I oh, you can't? Year, I, I was over a year ago. But this is what I will tell you, which was, I see, it's small victories, Rob, right? Ryan Johnson, who's an unbelievable director and an unbelievable writer, no joke, man. Um, he let me ad lib, like, uh, he gave me a line at the end, and I said, I got something better. And he goes, oh, use that. That was like, I mean, Ryan Johnson, I don't know, people don't know it yet, but I mean, Ryan Johnson's like the modern day Shakespeare. Oh, I, mean, I, know. I mean, he's his writing is just off the hook. Yeah, who do you think is on the podcast next week? Oh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, oh, there absolutely. you go. Get him I mean, his writing is unbelievable. We're going to ask him about the winter meetings. Uh, he, he, I'm sure he'll be, he's a big Dodgers fan. Oh, good. Do you have fan. his number? Uh, I can't reveal that. I'm sorry. Even though I've called it ten times and they don't get back to me. We're all big part one happy family here. You know, it's like the six degrees of separation of Gary. But the line is something to the effect of there is little known about Marta Cabrera. And then something about Is it Marta? It's Marta Cabrera. Cabrera? Well, here's the thing that happened. It's like in the script that I had it was Marta Cabrera, but everybody else from Don Johnson to Chris, everybody called him Marta Cabrera. Yes. So I said Marta Cabrera, but then I think, I don't know. In my script, it was different. But anyways, it, Did it you, all worked Were out. you one take Tangway? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He didn't, like the, he didn't like the way I pronounced her last name. So I did that <laughs> a couple of times. you got to the bottom of that. Yeah, but I can't remember if I said Cabrera or Cabrera. <laughs> but I, I messed up her last name, which was weird. But, but yeah, yeah. And you, but you, it, it took like five minutes. And also, when you do that, after all those acting lessons, you amp up the Tangway voice in that. Well, it's a news guy. Yeah, you no, do I, the know, news I know. Voice. Give me, come on, do it for oh, me. Oh, you're doing the news voice. Like, yeah. This just in, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> no, I can't remember the line. It was something to where the effect was it? Of, where do you fit? It was where? in Dorchester. Yeah. In, it was in Dorchester, okay. one of the streets in front of like where they shot Marta's house. Um, little is known about Marta Cabrera. She's been working for Harlan Thromby as his nurse. And her what happened to Harlan is just as much a mystery as one of his best-selling novels. Something like that. Yeah, they, and they cut that in half. They did. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, could, I could hear it. I could hear it. He kept it. I could hear it in the audio mix. <laughs> okay. Which for me, I was like, yeah, they kept the whole thing. How much did you get paid for that? I'm not going to reveal that, Rob. That's that's that's, that's tacky. That's that's yes. It's kind of interesting to me. But though. I do. I know st- how much you get paid for Chuck McQuitty. But I do still get checks for like four dollars and seventy six cents. Super terrific happy hour for being in uh, uh, oh Affleck's movie, The Town. Uh, no, the other one. Gone. Uh, gone, baby, gone. Gone, baby, gone. I'm in. The deleted scenes on that, but I, I still was, got paid. I, I, got, I got cut, ended up on the other How many floor. movies have you been in? Stiffs, which was with Danny Aiello, which was great. I had a blast with him. All what right. a good guy, okay. man. Super. <laughs> Frank Ziotta, wonderful dude. Great crew. <laughs> I mean, this, this is just so stupid. Like this is Gal- like entertainment this, tonight. This is like Galaxy Quest. This is the, like, guy, the, guy, the guy in episode 36. Um, extra. Did a couple of pilots in Providence as newscasters. Those things never right, saw the night of day. That's a terrible question. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer it, babe. We're in. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bleed for This, 
did Castle Rock on Hulu, uh, Gone Baby Gone, um, I Care A Lot, which is coming out in the spring, and then that's where my head shaved. And then Knives Out, Chappaquiddick. Um, I also did a terrific little film as played Governor George Wallace um, in a film that I filmed at Tufts, which um, I had a blast on. Chappaquiddick was probably the biggest thing, though, right? Knives Out is the biggest thing. You mean the longest part? Well, I think the most significant part. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, you, that was what, 30 seconds or maybe a minute? Yeah, but but Yeah, it's the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's the beginning of the movie. When a role comes up for that, because I watched the movie Night and Day the other day. Remember with Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise and uh, uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, yeah. And can you remember who the the – person that you always have the news reporter the well, Sarah one, Underwood the, right yeah, Sarah, yeah, Sarah was in it yeah. Yeah. so I'm thinking Sarah's like the, you guys must be like fighting and clawing for like for these roles well no what happens is you go to Boston casting you know why I call it the Lauren Sanchez role right no I have no you idea. know who Lauren Sanchez is I do not she's well she's Jeff Bezos' girlfriend right now oh okay and she was always I know I know I have Lauren's email because we ran the marathon together oh okay <laughs> and um but she was always that person like in Whatever Bruce Almighty or whatever, but, but she was the newest person. Always, yeah. the, and it's usually it's like sort of those extra, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the not extra pe- like roles, but like the the show extra, like Mario right. Lopez or whoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sarah Underwood was in it. Yeah, yeah Sarah Underwood was in it. So when you go to Boston casting, um, you'd see, oh, I'd see a lot of people, you know, like I'd see like Ted Wayman. Give me the power in, rankings. See, who's who's that? You must be number one. Though. No, I don't know. I I, I, really, I really don't know. I mean, Sarah's done some. I think um, did Halloran do one? Bob Halloran, Doug Meehan, um, Mike Mananski. Did he do one? No. I mean, I got. I remember one time I was up for one. I actually got the role. I was awarded the role for Game Plan. Oh yeah, with The Rock. Yeah. And Pete Shepard went for it. Pete like auditioned for it, and I was supposed to interview The Rock leaving the Gillette Stadium. But they wanted it was a, it was a, it was a Disney production. They wanted somebody from ESPN, so they used Jim Gray. Oh, and it was just like I, I, you know I met with the director, and I, it was just like wow. a, a walk and talk, you know, yeah, like like you and Pete com- competing for the and Patriots play by play job. And, oh my and, god! And, and, and movie roles, it's that's incredible, Pete Shepard. But um, yeah, it's you, you see different people, like yeah, because it's fun. I mean, yeah. to go on a movie set. Did you well? Did, so in this, the Knives Out. Did you see? Because in your in your scene, there's no other notable actors around. Did you see Anna any? Day Armas was there, who played who? Marta? Anna Day oh, Armas. Okay. She was there. Br- she's brilliant. She's like 30 years old. Is she that old? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, I didn't know she was that old. But yeah, she's, she looks like she's like. I feel like such an ass talking about this, though. I mean, Why? I really because when I see people the, on those the, the, like we, Entertainment Tonight things, I mean, they go, the, "Look at the, that jackass!" The PR person for the movies hovering over your shoulder right now. Oh, really? Now. I, mean, well, it's, I don't know what what the problem is. Actually, I, I am. Ryan is listening. The director, he's listening. And well, if he's a Dodgers fan, of course he's yeah, listening. Of course, this he's is listening. the hottest um, baseball bod- yeah. podcast around. He'd be like Gary, who who was that guy? <laughs> um, uh, How old is the director? How old is Ryan? I don't know, he's forties, maybe. Okay, I mean, go ahead. but anyways, whatever. He's uh, so. But, but she was there. I met her because we were shooting in the same scene, and we drove in the, you know, the SUV back from base camp. The whole movie thing is hilarious. It really is. Like you show up at base camp, right? They make it very military. Yeah. The whole movie thing, which I just found was base camp the big house. Base camp? No, base camp is where all the trailers are. Yeah. And catering. So you show up at base camp, right? So I had my own trailer. Swear to God, man, way too big for me. I got free long underwear from costume, which was fantastic. Ooh, wow, I still have it. I think actually, this I, might be it. I honestly believe that's what you're wearing right now. It, it isn't, but but that's okay. <laughs> okay, all right. And then what they'll do is they'll say like on the call sheet, you have number one, number two, number three. Like and and, and like Daniel Craig was number one on the call sheet. Yeah, I think I was thirty one A. But they'll say, like, I remember with the show, I, I care a lot with Rosemary Pike. Like, everybody's on the two-way, and they go, uh, uh, you know, uh, number one is traveling. Number one is traveling. <laughs> that means the lead actor is yeah. on the way to the set. And number 32. So they go, uh, number move. 32, we can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get, where's Tangway? Yeah, number 32. Yeah, we, we can't, can't get rid of him. 
Was, so the whole movie thing is the way they do it and the language they use is, is I think it's very funny. I love it. Your your face is like lighting up. Oh, it's just this so is what you I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's tremendous. This is, well, when you saw the movie, so you saw the movie yeah, after I saw, I saw the yeah. movie because I, I texted you. It was like, oh, my goodness. Right. The, the crowd went wild when you came on. I'm sure it did. And, um, <laughs> and so you saw the movie where you like – Yes, because I, I saw the everyone I I've right. talked to I've seen the movie says it's a good movie which and you know what's great Gary I think you and I are of the same ilk where we like creative movies enough of these just like churning out whatever oh yeah you know like it's a very it's, creative it's, movie it's creative movie it's entertaining um, so when you saw it were you like it was, was it what you expected it to be it was you saw the script clearly it, they had to run the script yeah I mean it was it was. Because I'm a movie buff, so I know the style of movies that this director likes to do with his producing partner, Ron Bergman. In their first movie was Brick, which I people have to go watch this movie. You can watch it on demand now. And it was their first film. It was an independent that they made. And, and it's basically the setting is a mob movie in high school. And it's tongue-in-cheek. You know, and even in Knives Out, you can tell... With the actors, they're like in on the joke. You can tell the actors are having so much fun. Mm. Um... So I knew that, like, Knives Out wasn't just going to be this typical. Like, somebody said to me, is it like the or mystery on the Orient Express, murder on the yeah, Orient Express, which, which was terrible. I said, no, it's nothing like that. This is just a great ride. And, again, the writing, he's a masterful writer. I, I, I know it sounds like I'm – I knew it was going to be great because it's quirky. It's quirky. It's funny. It's suspenseful. And it's actually kind of – Makes you think a little bit for adults. You had me at, like, what are you talking? Well, here's yeah, the th- well. So, so my son, this is what my son said. Cause yeah, what he? Because he's a movie guy. Yeah, and he's think? also a thinker. And he is. He's a bright kid, and, which he must be adopted. And he was very like, into the. This is a very political movie. And I didn't get that. Yeah, but well, I'm sure neither, he did. Neither did I. Right. Yeah, I don't. And get I that. actually was like, can't can I just watch the movie, Riley? Can yeah, I just yeah, watch the movie? I, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, you mean but, he's talking to you during the movie? No, no. He oh. didn't go. He went different time. But it was because of, you know, the immigration stuff. There was a lot of immigration stuff in it, you know, with, um. with Marta. And like they have the scene in the living room where they're talking about um, that sort of thing. Like this. If, if, if you go back and watch the movie. I see where he's coming from. But here's the thing. When you and I were watching movies all our lives, there'd be stuff like that anyway. And we would never say, well, there's a political movie. I think it's just a different sort of way of looking at it. Well, I also think it's your son and where his head's at. I mean, this kid, he's a smart kid. Yeah. I mean, but you're talking about your son who, and I'll brag about Rob's son because he won't. But, I mean, you're talking about a kid that, is a very for a half hour. He's very active. Yes. I mean, he's an activist. He, he's, yes. He, yes. He's a film person. He's very creative, but he's also an activist. You and I are too lazy to be activists. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm he'll a, go down and like march in a square I, or something. I don't think like you understand, Gary. I had a JD Martinez, JD, oh, yeah, yeah. JD Martini yeah. party. I well, was, well, I was very passionate you know, about that. Kind of, not to, this isn't a spoiler alert, but one of the running jokes in Dives Out is, you know, where she's. I don't. I can't even remember what country she's from. Is she from? Well, that was one of the jokes. That was the joke. Like, they, like they, she's they from had Nicar- four, or four or five countries that they referenced. <laughs> that they said, that she "Well, was Marty, from. you're really part of the family, but you know, you're from Brazil, yeah. or you're from Nicaragua, or you're from Mexico, or yes. whatever." You know, so that was, you know, the joke on just how awful this family was. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, but I thought it was great. Yeah, I knew it would be good. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. Um, uh, so. The other but thing, can I say this other thing, yeah. though, seriously, about yeah. I care a lot? You need to go see this one, too, because I'm in it. <laughs> no. But um, it is a look at the healthcare system and uh, how it can be manipulated by people. And if you, Riley's going to love this one. I mean, this is right up his alley. Oh, you're talking about your new I movie? I care a lot. Well, it's not my movie. It's I care a lot with Rosamund Pike. I think it's going to be out in the spring. All right, then let's wait till the spring. Holy Dude, mackerel. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, come on. We're, I'm, we're focusing on one day at a time. It's on the bumper stickers for the Bradfoe Show. One, one day. day oh, is it? At a time. I haven't seen the, I I haven't seen the bumper stickers. You have a yet. T-shirt, by the way. I had one that was the one it was, was the, the old boom one. sauce. Oh, the you do boom, have that yeah, one. Yeah, the boom sauce. Oh, and then yeah. the other one was Lester's place, the clothing. Yeah, place. <laughs> that's right. How how are they doing, by the way? They're great, Marvin yeah. and Lester. Marvin and Lester. Stick of clothing. There you go. They've changed the whole conversation. 
See? Yeah, they have. Yeah, you're, so the, you're sporting it. Yeah, so, anyway, so where do you want to go next? I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to say, Riley will love I care a lot. Yeah, I, well, I look forward to it. And he's going out to Sundance uh, in January, and oh, then cool. he's going to L.A. So, I, once again, you two will be working together. Um, yes, okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the things that you and I like talking about is the industry, this industry. And... I do. And we, I think we, both of us, you know. I love to gossip, that's for sure. A lot, a lot of, of it's gossip. A lot of it's gossip. A lot oh. of it's like thinking that we have it all figured out, that oh, they're doing this wrong or they're doing that wrong. And it always ends up with your aside from Gary Tangway and say, Rob, it's a paycheck. Well, at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, it is. Um, so the, with the TV, you do TV. I do some radio. You used to do radio. Right. Um, even the last... Because I had what, such a horrible experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah well, even the last... Well, I mean, even the last two years since you left us in radio, since you became the Unabomber and started living in the shack. Did you it, notice how everything fell apart after I left? I'm just saying. Yeah, actually, well, it's, it's... No, not really. Not really. No, okay. Not right. really. <laughs> not really. That was going to happen mean, there's with no, our... There's no... Gary, there's no question that you were missed. You're missed. You were missed and you are missed. You're, you... Absolutely provided a unique, unique voice. And I think it was because the biggest thing was that you just didn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. No, right. I don't and care. This, this is so when we look back at when we look back at the Red Sox broadcast, the flirty of people, right? And I think a lot of they all did well, but. Sean McDonough just didn't give a shit. Right. In a good way. Right. In a, in a totally good way. And when you have that dynamic, like you just didn't. Sometimes it was. Sometimes you had to wait, be woken up. Hmm. But still. It's, I did. But yeah, it's, sometimes. But there was this element of like, hey, you know what? Just We're just sitting around talking. We're just, not, yeah, just talking. No, that's it. And so I do think in that even in the time you've left, though. This dynamic of how people consume everything, and we're doing a podcast now. It's changed, right? Oh, totally. It, it can't be done. When we? When did you first start doing EI or radio? Or Originally, no, I, don't, I don't want to hear the Worcester and like, like, like. When did you do like EI? Oh, you mean after I left the Patriots Radio Network? Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, Beetle took oh, over. Oh no, that's a good one. Was, so when I you left, were, yeah, when, I love the you sports had, hub. When you had the show, the sports hub. And think about what it was when you went in to that, what this whole dynamic was compared to what it is right now. Oh, it's amazing. And, you know, when I did the Sports Hub with Zoe, I was a completely different personality. Well, you cared. You care? Well, no, I cared about what people thought because. No, but that's what I mean. I'm no, not saying you that's care cr- now. I, I'm just, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. let, me, I, let me clarify it is that, and this is where people are critical, but they just don't understand how the business is. If you want to be a play-by-play guy, you can't be honest about the team. You just can't. I mean, you can criticize the play, but you can't do a Felger, you know, or you can't go. I'm not supposed to mention him. Sorry, but I mean, you can't do. You can't do like it's another gl- thing that's changed. I think honestly, Gary, like you know, five or six years ago, oh, we can't say like everything's. Everybody there. listens to everything. Everybody, you know, but like Lou's a good example. Yeah, I mean, Lou will just rail on the Red Sox. You know, or he'll re- and and he still does games, and I'm amazed he gets away with it. But it's probably because he has some clout. But when I did the middays with Zoe on the Sports Hub, I didn't want to make the Patriots mad. I didn't want to make the Celtics mad. I was doing play by play, and I held my tongue, and it hurt me. So I eventually lost that job, and I should have. I did not do a do. I did not do that job justice because I was too careful. Now in sports radio, when you get behind the mic. The worst thing you can do is be careful. You got to let it fly because people want to be entertained. I I understand, you know, like Tom Kern and I, and Kern does a great job covering the Patriots. He really does. But we have this argument all the time. People don't want to think listening to sports talk radio or television. They get the information on their phone. They want to be entertained, Rob. They want to be, they want to laugh and they want to get pissed off. Well, here's the thing is I was just, communicating with somebody a young young reporter or whatever who gets some radio hits right. and was asking about to ask me listen i said all i can tell you is this is that i think where a lot of writers go wrong is that they feel like they're going to come on and they're going to give a shitload of information right they're right. just going to give you because it's all in their head this is why you're having me right. on i mean i probably when i was at 
doing stuff for Comcast, feeling the same way. Like, why? I'm here for the information. Why? Why do I have to deal with this Felger thing? You know. But the reality is that no one's going to accept the information unless they're entertained. Could be entertaining, right? Could be entertaining. I mean, and that 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 is that is. And plus, the other part about this, which has changed since you were there, is there's like a crap load more options. Oh, that's one thing that I think that a lot of the people have to get their head around even more than ever. I, I give this analogy. When I was at the Lowell Sun and the internet was just rolling and, and there was this like, we don't want to give away this information for free. We don't want to. We're a newspaper. We want people to buy the newspaper. Right. But here's the thing. It's not going away. You have to accept it. And I look at like podcasts in the same way. Right. Like it's not going away. Like you Oh, can, no. Yeah, and so it's whether it's tv whether it's radio whether it's you know looking at videos on twitter or whatever it's none of it's going away and there's there's a million more options this is why in your tv business like it's 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 something where like how do you keep an audience like you, oh, you can't just say, yeah, oh, of course they're going to tune in. Well, like, nobody watches the whole night. Like, we're on for 90 minutes right now. You know, nobody watches the whole 90 minutes. You know, what you hope is that there are some clips online that people people watch. They tune in for 10 or 15 minutes, and then you get a new audience. That's really the way to do it. And you have to take the best clips, and you have to put them on social media. I mean, I, I got into Phil Perry is such a nice guy. You know, I got into what with Phil last night. And I say things on the air. The way I watch sports, I watch sports the way a lot of fans watch sports. I'm not very analytical. It's just not. It's just. It's not in my makeup. I sit there and I look, when I when I watch basketball, I watch football, and I react emotionally. That's the way I've always been. You know, where you have guys like you know, Tomasi, yourself, you know, Curran or Phil, they'll go. Well, they were in this formation, and for example, Nikhil Harry. Well, he didn't you know block out the cornerback, and I'm sitting there at home watching. Brady threw it right at the guy. And that's what I think, right? Well, like, but now people say, well, that's Nikhil Harry's fault because he needs to block out the, the defensive back. And I'm like, Brady threw it right at him. Well, I'll give you the macro version of this, which is when Brady had his thing on the sideline and NBC caught him railing on his receivers. Right, right? for not getting separation. Right, and Chatham, who I like personally. you know, I, no, think, I don't. I think he's a moron. Okay, well, whatever. But, I, I mean, I Chatham on football, I can't take. Uh, well, that's fine. I can like him. Per- I said I like him personally. That's pers- fine. Okay. That's fine. All right. So, but he's like, why are they showing this? Why aren't they showing the the, the root progression? And and so when that guy, John Boy, comes out the next day, this guy on Twitter who basically right. he tells you what everyone said, and I was like, this is better than any All-22. Of course. But, but, you know, when you're covering the team, you don't want to sort of right. admit that. And, but and this you, is but, our life. This but, is- you, but you need that. I mean, you still need – there's room for everything. Yes. But you still need that. I mean, you still need the people calling the All-22. the 22. You know, the Burt Breers, the Mike Reeses, the Cur- – you know, Curran's also entertaining as hell. I mean, Tom's got a great personality. But he, but he does it, but, like, like I said before – like he understands you, you know, when he talks, for instance, on the radio. Right. It's partly entertainment and partly information. Right. Right. But but the point is, is like you know, with Phil, you know, Phil talked about precipitation. He goes, well, you know, the the element, the Patriots could go to Baltimore, win in the playoffs. You know, they could have the elements, and that's when I said, okay, we're at the point right now with the New England Patriots is that they got to pray for rain. You know, that's a good if, line, by the way. I, go, I mean, that's where they're at. You know, people are saying, well, if they go into Baltimore and they get some bad weather, okay, Tom Brady has to pray for rain. And then Phil got pissed at me and goes, let me talk. He got all pissed off. It was great. It's, it's, been, our, it's been our highest watched thing on social media. And it wasn't what <laughs> Phil said. It's because Phil got pissed off. Yeah. You know, because Phil – But, you know – but people love also, the emotion. Also, how did and whoever clipped it and put it on social media is smart because, like you said, people aren't sitting around waiting for that. But now the, what you have, the advantage is that you have to understand how people consume this. It's at these 30-second minute clips Absolutely. here. I mean, it's not like how many times, which is a huge change for what it was five, six, ten years ago, which was, oh, you know what, did you see what so-and-so said? On, on the air last night, or did you hear what he said on the radio? No, no, because I don't have time well, I to. Mean, you talk about right, so so that like out of everything we did in that ninety minute show, that got the most traffic. Yeah, 
But the hope is that you that draws people in to watch. Right? Correct. And yes. we'll watch more. And that's right. the different dynamic. And if, if, you know, Phil leaves a set and he says, I'm really sorry, Gary. I go, Phil, don't apologize. He said that? Yeah, he, he said that? He's such a nice guy. I go, <laughs> it, listen, I don't care what anybody says, and I've had discussions with it. It's a show. Sports is entertainment. It's what it is. Just like Fox News is, just like MSNBC is. Just have you watched any of the the Rupert, uh, the um, Roger Ailes stuff, like on Showtime? Oh, the uh, um, Russell Crowe is awesome. No, I and saw the ones it. coming out with John Lithgow yeah. and Charlize Theron. It's the movie. The movie's and, coming it's the out, movie. and it's the truth. You know, people can sit here and get all preachy and journalistic on us, but the audience tells us what they want, and the reason. And now, I'm not a Fox News consumer. The reason Fox News is there is because people want to watch it. The reason MSNBC is there is because people want to watch it. The reason that there's sports radio with heavily opinionated people is because people want to listen to it. This idea, you know, if they were interested in objectivity as opposed to being entertained, the McNeil Lara News Hour, who I don't think either one of them are on anymore, now it's just the News Hour, <laughs> right, would be the number one rated show in America. And it's not. Okay? I, I'm, I'm with you. It's not. But see, this is where I have such a problem with the purists in our business. Where they'll go, people don't really want that. Oh, people don't really want that? People don't want to see the crash and burn? Yes, they do. People will say, I've heard people say, yeah, I don't really like it, you know, when people argue on the air. Yeah, they do. They do like of it course. when you argue they like on that, the air. They like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Of and they, course. Yeah, they like it all. They like it all. Yeah. It. it we're in the entertainment business. I and, remember, I, and I don't know how you feel about your son, like w w how Riley consumes it, but I look at my son, who's in high school now, and he's on Instagram, and, no. he gets, and he's on the IG, man. Well, that was my – so my thing was, for instance, when the baseball playoffs rolled around and Jerry would always be like, the, the games are too late. You aren't drawing people in. My thing was, here's a newsflash. This isn't how they're consuming the game anyway. It's not. They're consuming – you know how they're going to consume it? Whether it's on at 7 or 8 or whatever it is, they're going to wake up, they're going to see on Instagram, they're right. going to see on Bleacher Report. They're going to watch gonna, the highlights. They're going to watch the highlights, and that's how it is. So you better make sure you prioritize. It's just like with podcasts, Gary, like or radio shows, or as you point out, TV shows. The thing is the headlines. The thing is the clips. The th this is – I go into journalism classes. Gary Tangway breaks the silence. I said, yes, Gary Tangway. I mean, Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's going to get people to listen. Why are you rolling your eyes? Right? No, it's true. But, it's your, it's but your I go to journalism classes, and I say, first thing I say to them, I'm like, I apologize, everyone, but here's the truth. The headlines are more important than the story. It's so true. It is. It's just the way it is. Well, and I remember when I did, uh, and I know you couldn't forever forget this, when I filled in uh, one of the many times for Jerry Remy on the Red Sox broadcast. So what, it still go, amazes go, go, me. Go ahead. I mean, ahead. it amazes go me. Ahead. I mean, Rob Bradford, I would sit there, and I would look, and I would go, there's Jimmy, I would look up at the TV, and you'd be next to Don Orsillo doing a game, and I would turn, and i go, how the hell did he get there? I mean... And I love Rob Dearly. They're a better looking. They're a better sounding. There are just other people that would kill for that spot. But they don't have the whole combination. They don't. You know why, Rob? Because people love you. I swear to God. <laughs> it, they do. Because you're the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> so like Orsillo goes, I'm sure, oh, Bradford, come on in. And you've got a wealth we of knowledge. Had, well... So, anyways, you're doing, you're doing was, a game. Other than having, I still don't know how you, ha you uh, ended up there. Other than having, there was a little bit of jealousy there because I'm sure that you wanted is the radio professional with a great voice to do a baseball game. Yeah, uh, no way. I'd rather blow my uh, brains right, just out. To I can cross it off. By the way, does Ursillo? Did he ever say that he owns his career to me? No, I don't want to. We can, oh, we can get into that. You don't want to get into no, that. No, 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 all right. No. When he was, I want to say this. So when I did those games. Um, I was first. It was like it was so fun because you're just you. You know, this is why Don is good. Where it's just like you're just talking. It's so good. And man. you know, I listen. I like, I'm, I'm with you. Like I think I knew what I was doing. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. I filled my head with information and sure. I talk. And when I, I remember the first time that I did it, I love those people over there. They they were great, and I was very thankful of having them on. But nobody said how to do it. Oh yeah, I did yeah. it. And I and I I was talking all the time, and that was a year before I ended up doing I think like seven or eight times. But my point was is that we were in Tampa, 
And we got into one of those laughing fits where you can't talk. He's awesome at that. Right? They, oh, they're right? tremendous. So, so and, and at one point, after a while, the producer said, okay, okay. okay. Wrap it up. It, re- reel it in Which made whatever. it worse. Well, so the next day, as Don is sunning himself at the Vinoy pool, as he is wont to do, I said, hey, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, that went off the rails there. He's like, are you kidding me? Nobody's going to remember anything else about that broadcast but that, other than that. There's no question. Yeah. So there's, no, there's no question. I've, and I've always remembered that. It's so true. And, you know, now more than ever, and I think the reason you've been so successful with that is you have to be authentic. I had this argument with a news director a long time ago. I was at Channel 56 in the late 90s. Like ninety eight, yeah, I ended up I freelancing over there, and yeah, and um, and I had this direct, you know, this news director, and he's and he was and he wasn't from Boston, he was from Chicago, and he was talking about he was definitely one of these guys that felt you needed to have pretty people on the air, and I'll never, you know, well, Gary, I don't know if you're right for TV, your head's too fat, blah 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 blah, and I've heard that forever, you know, and I and, and he could, and this was a guy that couldn't understand why people loved Bob Lobel. You know, because when Lobby was at the height, he was the king. I mean, well, Lynchy too. There were two different styles. But, like, Lobel um, was a goofball. I mean, he was a train wreck. Right. I mean, he stumbled over stuff. He laughed. He joked around. But he, Bob was a star, but he was never smooth. And I told him, and I said, it's Boston. you got to be authentic. I said, you can't be too pretty either. <laughs> you, it's true. You so, can't be too pretty. Yeah, that's why I was going. That's for why it. you and you yeah. and believe me, you succeeded marvelously. <laughs> you. But like, and I tried to tell him. I said, you know, Boston people or New England people like you, warts and all. That's the re- and and I think that's why Remy was so successful. You know, Jerry, of course, played for the team, but Jerry always had a thick New England accent. He knows the game. New, you know, I mean, but he was the rem dog. And I think that if you took a broadcast consultant and watched the Jerry Remy broadcast, especially when he started, he would pick it apart. Mm-hmm. And I would tell that broadcasting consultant, it doesn't matter, dude. He's from New England, and people like it real. You've got to be authentic. You know? And that's, that's – I, I, I mean, that's, that's the deal. I can't remember where I was going with that. But no, listen. This is, this no, is, just, just by, you just got to be real. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, it's, it's, this is why your show is so wildly successful. Well, I like to This is so. why we're desperate. We're offered, so, we're offering you tons of money to come so, back to WI. Yeah, okay, sure you are. Um, I, uh, we're going into our third building yeah. here at NBC Sports Boston. We're moving exciting. to the, the BMC, the Boston yeah. Media Center in New York, yeah. oh, which is, looks like NASA. Great. So... <laughs> Somebody said to me, you know, Tangway, this is your third building. And I didn't know if that was good or bad. I think that was actually code for something. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> just, I mean, I was there at the beginning when we were in a shoebox at Uber. Well, we got to wrap this up. How long is this? How, do you, how long do you think it was? Just two guys talking. Uh, that's an hour and 20 minutes. No, it's about an hour. Is that it? Yeah. It seems longer. So oh, really? Longer. No, it's just two guys talking. Rob, you're Are the you best. going to spring training you. this year? God, no. I hate spring training. Well, I know last, you year, you, last year you had cancer, so you couldn't I go. haven't been to spring training for forever. You haven't? No, but I, when uh, I did go, we had some good times. Oh, it was the best. On the beach. It was on so the beach. good. I Rob mean, would come over every night, laptop. God bless you. Like, have a couple it, of beers. It was, you know, and I understand the whole dynamic of NBC taking over and become a bigger thing. Oh, we had a blast. But those, oh. Gary, those were Gary the days, man. It's like you had two shows. <laughs> and so easy. It was and, so and, easy. And you had down in spring training. I don't. Jim Aberdale. What an unbelievable Moose. job! Well, of getting the guys, getting the players. Like we can't get the players to walk across the street now. Oh. Now forget about walking across the street. Walk up the stairs, and you guys got the players at night. To go down to the beach in Fort Myers, which is a half hour away, and I understand how it was done. Number one, you had good relationships with them. Word, this is how it works. Word spreads that it's a good time. They give them the limo, unlike me with a pod's giving. I did not give you the car. Um, and you feed the limo with beer. And Totally. There I, you mean, go. I mean, who could forget the Josh Beckett-Joel Pinheiro show? Oh, my God. The Josh Beckett thing. That, that he, was, oh, that was crazy. He got ripped that night. He got hammered. Oh well, the, well, the in the waiting area. Oh, in the waiting area, he got hammered. Because yeah. I'm like, oh my god, because I would just, I, you know, I would go over whether to contribute or I would just oh, go yeah. over to hang he out. He was tossing him back. Oh, him and Joel Pinheiro. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then, or the other one was um, a player that shall remain nameless. Papelbon. Not no, Pap was great. We had some good times. Oh yeah, with Pap. he was fantastic. But um, 
we had we got a play we got a limo for a player, and the best was Bronson Arroyo. I think Bronson like wanted like a mirror ball or something, but Bronson would show up with a harem. Yeah, you know he'd show up with his harem and he'd well, bring because, his guitar and Malar yeah, would bring his guitar because once the show's do, because once the show's done, oh, you're still hanging out at the, down the but beach. Bronson like sang on the show. Yeah, that was one of the great things. All right, so and, what, and, the, what the well, the other player. one was a player who remained nameless comes over, gets out of the car with this other young woman. Whoa, that's all I got to say, and he immediately tells us, "Hey, you know this isn't this isn't my wife. You know she's just you know my." <laughs> Just like literally, it's my nanny. He goes, yeah. I'm like, she's like, your accountant. What? It's <laughs> like, and we're like, yeah, man, it's cool. You know, it's all good. Hey, come on in. You know, I don't think you understand. I have my face on the bottle of this champagne. We're oh, the champagne bottle. Oh, uh, it was. But that, but I, I, I some, want you to come. So we we're had some good times. We're, we're we doing. We're, times. we're with that tradition. We do the podcast at Twin Peaks, which you've probably heard about. Is which is dude? Uh, I'm never going back to Fort Myers. No, you are. No, I am never You're going to Twin Peaks. Only if there's a movie rolling. Okay, me. all right. Well, all right. Hey, listen. It felt good though. It feels Rob, good. This your... is like this is like Tomasi. Like, I don't know if anybody wants to listen to this though. Yeah, they do. You think so? You, get, you guys talk. People like you, Gary. Yeah, and plus, know. you're breaking your silence. Breaking so, my silence. This is like Tomasi. Tomasi doesn't go on the radio. He does a podcast every once in a while. You can tell he like these. This isn't segmented TV. No, it's a, I, it's, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Man. Yeah, well, you're going to listen to this one. All right, Gary, thank you. Thank you, Rob. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Forget front row seats. We're taking you into the action on the field and in the dugout with Season 2 of Play Loud. Follow some of the league's biggest stars as we mic them up and get the cameras rolling during some of the hottest matchups of the season. Catch real-time reactions from Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor in the field and catch all the hilarious conversations between players off the field with unprecedented access. Watch episodes of Play Loud at YouTube.com slash MLB. Play Loud brings you baseball like you've never seen before. Never seen before. An office party resulting in a half-million-dollar lawsuit. Human remains on display in a hotel ballroom. Just two examples of the stories we'll be digging into on our new podcast, Something Offbeat. I'm your host, Mike Rogers. I've always got an eye out for stories that leave me wanting to know more, and I think you will too. So join me for Something Offbeat on the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get your podcasts.